welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today, we're going to talk about what is probably my most anticipated game of the year, Starfield, and possibly a hint of Mortal Kombat 1. But before we get to all of that, you can find all the places you can listen to the show. Check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all the shows in our network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to JCK, Tom Z, David O, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call SideQuest. We haven't done one in a while, but maybe we'll do one tonight. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe, we'll see. SideQuest are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys are dipping into the Halloween spirit with a discussion of Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, the Johnny Depp vehicle from, I believe, the year... To uh, 1999? I would say 99 or 2000. Class of 1999, according to Horror Movie Yearbook. So please okay. check that out. And then uh, they also have a tiny tear that is up now for patrons where they talk about Fast 10, Fast X, Fast 10, Your Seatbelt. The new Fast, fast 10, film Your Seatbelt? That came out. Yeah, that's what it should have been called. But Do they it make not. it a point to like gratuitously show them putting their seatbelts on? Is it like are are the Fast and Furious movies like really like the click it or ticket? Like I bet they've literally know? never shown someone putting a seatbelt on. Is my guess? I was trying to I was trying to envision it in my head if they've actually like if they because I could I picture this like Sam Raimi montage like this the quick cut of like people putting their belt on really fast like that sounds really great. I would love to see that montage. I don't know that they've ever done that, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. That'll that'll Listeners be in like writing. the that'll be in like the the burnout paradise movie that comes out next year because Gran Turismo does so well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Forza Forza Motorsport. Yeah, sponsored by Click It or Ticket. <laughs> uh but uh you guys need to remind me. Um Tom listener Tom did write in with what he is predicting are our thoughts on Starfield. Okay, so we're so gonna read that done, at the end. When we're done talking, we're going to... Did you read gonna, it yet or no? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I did, You're going in I've only seen the blind. first line which Gmail is giving Right, in the, in the subject. Yeah, yep. I got you. Yep. So. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, I've played over a day and some hours of Starfield so far. Where are you guys at time-wise? Um, after today, probably about 13 to 14 hours. I'm right at 12 and a half hours, I believe. Okay. According to Xbox or according to my save, I guess it is. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, And uh, you're both playing, Alex, are you playing on console and desktop? Are you? I've mostly been on console because I don't like sitting in my basement. Okay. And Brian, you're playing on your PC, obviously. Because, yeah, I don't have an Xbox. Okay. I've been playing on PC. I've been streaming it from my PC to my Steam Deck, and I've also been playing on Xbox uh, to test out the cross-save feature, which uh, I will criticize right off the bat sucks because it takes forever (laughs) to sync up your save game, which is ridiculous. It should not be like that. 
Um, but I will say I'm using a mixture of, uh, I believe it's moonlight and sunshine on mm-hmm. my PC to stream uh, non um, non Steam games to my Steam Deck, and it works perfectly. It's That's pretty awesome. incredible. Um, it's nice having the extra frame rate and everything because the game looks very good. Uh, even though I'm using my NVIDIA card and it's sponsored by AMD or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of the game so far? How how are, how are you feeling about it? You who? Either or. Whoever wants to... Brian, you've played it the least. You go, oh, y'all. You go first. Okay, y'all. sorry. You I think all, I technically y'all. played it the least, but that's okay. Brian can go first. Okay. Um. Well... <clears throat> I do like it. Uh, it didn't capture me as much as I was hoping it would. Riveting conversation. But I do, I do feel like the more I play it, the more into it I am. But also at the same time, I'm like, I want to go back to Baldur's Gate 3 because I'm still having a lot of fun with that game. And... I think there's just a lot of aspects with Baldur's Gate that uh, make me a little more disappointed in Starfield. Like, when it comes to story and character interactions and just the world in general just feels kind of, I don't know, sterile, I guess. Whereas Mm -hmm. Baldur's Gate just feels very fleshed out. And like alive, and that's a problem. Like going from that game to playing this game, like they they one hundred percent did the right thing releasing it before Starfield, I think. And uh, but the downside is it didn't help me enjoy Starfield anymore. I probably would have enjoyed the shit out of Starfield if it had come out right before Baldur's Gate. But, um, yeah, they are, on the other hand, though, they are, like, completely different RPGs. Totally different style, I mean. But, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, though, like, uh, I, it's, it's a lot of what I expected. Like, I didn't have these expectations that you would be flying around and manually landing everywhere, No Man's Sky style. I never expected that from this game. And they um, made it pretty clear from like all the pre-release stuff that that was the case too. Yeah, yeah. Um would that be cool? Absolutely. I I, I think to me because of the fact that a team like Hello Games was able to make that happen. It's a little yeah. disappointing that Bethesda couldn't. Is just the way that I would put it. It's I didn't not know. necessarily that they couldn't. They just maybe they, they just didn't to. want to. But it I mean, feels... like, do you need another No Man's Sky game, but from Bethesda? Not necessarily. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's I the thing that always like No Man's Sky kind of always lacked was like a solid, like driven narrative. Like even after they've updated the game to have some form of a narrative. I've restarted that game a thousand times and I still find it confusing as fuck as to what I'm supposed to be doing. <clears throat> yeah. oh, but at is. least at least this gives me purpose. Like yep. I feel like it gives me a reason 
like to do things and to go to other planets and to explore and whatnot. You know, like I, I feel like it's giving me a reason to do all of that stuff. Whereas No Man's Sky is just like here is an endless universe of randomly generated shit and you get to fuck with it all you want and do whatever you want with it. And we're going to be as hands off as you want us to be. And if you want us to be more hands on, too bad we're not going to be that hands on with you. <laughs> yeah. You got to still go around and explore and decipher some crazy ass languages to have any understanding of like what's going on on each of your planets and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, I like. I'm not going to say that I like that this is, this is grounded in reality because I don't actually feel like Starfield is necessarily grounded in reality, but I like it's it it definitely uh it hits a different chord with me than No Man's Sky does, but I like them both independently. I think they're they're very complementary games, but I what I will say is that there's something that is so exhilarating about I'm hopping into my ship and then I hit the thrusters and I go up into space. Absolutely. Especially and when you do it in VR. Oh my God. It's sure. incredible. And what if you could do that with a character that you actually made look like yourself or whoever you wanted to make them look like or be or anything like that? Like, I think that's where I get where people might be disappointed. And I do think that the. Um, the fact that a lot of the trailers and things were like people were just like oh that looks very No Man's Sky but like there's no sort of like uh, not that they would officially come out and be like look you can do this just like in No Man's Sky but it seemed like they were so <laughs> deliberately away from anywhere making that type of comparison clearly it was on purpose because they weren't necessarily going for that yeah um but yeah no i think <clears throat> this game is really okay and that's it all right that's guys it. have a good yeah. night good night no i i mean i i think uh i i'm still waiting to fall in love with another bethesda game like i did fallout 3 but this is very much a Bethesda RPG. If you liked Skyrim and you liked Fallout and you don't mind the fact that those massive open worlds are now chunked into smaller, sparse planets, this is absolutely the game for you. But it's going to live and die on the story for me. And being just 12 hours into it and what I can only expect is maybe like at most a quarter of the way into the story. Um, I can't, I don't feel like I'm particularly hooked, but I am intrigued. And, uh, and I will, I, I do like, I will say there's a particular quest line that feels like they've gone a little bit further in trying to make sure that there are more options than just let me shoot my way out of this. You know, the, the quest line, the, uh, what what's the name of the the pirate crew the, 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 the crimson fleet or whatever yes the crimson fleet quest line with the uh united security people united you, colonies yes the united colonies uh system defense um th 
that quest line seems to be one where it's kind of like, hey, this is this is the mission that we're giving you. It seems like there's many off ramps that you might be able to end up hitting. It seems like there are many different ways to handle the situations that you're being presented in that story. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they might go to places that you don't expect and things might come back to bite you in ways that you don't expect. And that all feels really good. And I'm hoping there's more of it out there. It doesn't feel like there's a ton of it in the main story, but that's kind of how Bethesda games are most of the time. So well, that's, that's been Todd Howard's whole case this entire time is like, you make the story in this mm-hmm. one. Like this is, it is up to you to discover an adventure like built into this that suits your gameplay style you know if you want to run and gun and do that you can absolutely run and gun and all you want and the gunplay fucking rules in this game compared to previous iterations in comparison yeah if you stopped at fucking rules and didn't (laughs) (laughs) like quantify that like compared to other games the thing is like if you watch i don't know if you guys watch that uh that uh that short that I posted in our discord from Alana, what's her name? Charlana. Uh, yeah. Charlana's our, or Alana or whatever. Pierce Alana her, Pierce. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the one where the guy's basically playing the game, like dishonored, like mm. he's leveled up his character and, and, and like spec'd it out to play as like a stealth assassin, like metal gears, like dishonored style sort of situation where he's jumping and running and gunning and da da And like, just, completely undetected but a total badass like taking over a base that kind of shit's crazy it's crazy to me that they're able to do that like seeing somebody play the game as if they're playing cyberpunk but they're not playing cyberpunk they're playing a bethesda game is crazy they clearly spent a lot of time with the doom team figuring out how to make guns work cool you know like i heard that supposedly they didn't the doom team didn't even touch combat was i forget what they were actually supposedly working on but we needed to run at 30 frames a second (laughs) (laughs) we're only uh, getting 20 (laughs) but i was i like i don't i don't necessarily want to come down negative i i don't no i'm surprised like the thing is like i feel like everyone is negative on this game except alana pierce has been incredibly positive about it i i don't think i like i've heard a lot of very positive people out there on the game and in what they're enjoying i just think it's to me it feels like we are still like i have to wonder if the elder scrolls 6 is the next great bethesda game you know what because this just feels like this is where Fallout 3 ends up at. This is where Oblivion, you go from Oblivion, there's a straight line still from Oblivion to to Starfield, I feel like. And there's no like significant leap upward into like this is what the new Bethesda paradigm is. It's just you go from Oblivion to Fallout 3, maybe New Vegas, Skyrim, and Starfield. And, you know, it all, it, it all makes sense. It's where I expect them to go. It's exactly what I expect this game to be. Um, and in that sense, it's just kind of like, okay, well, what are they going to do new? And I don't know what they're going to do new. But I, yeah, once again, I mean, I, that's, I guess that's what yeah. I, I would want to know. Like what, what would you want out of them? But that's, I, that's like, the thing. we can I don't talk even, about that further down the line, I suppose. Yeah. Just cause. I don't even know what I want out of them. The only thing I can say is that 
I think where they're going is where I don't care because I don't want to build a state. I, I don't need to build an outpost. I don't want to get a freighter to fund. Like I, you don't need to send sh- cargo all over space. Like I don't, if I wanted to play Eve online, I'd open up my Excel spreadsheet and play Eve online, you know, like that's not what I'm here for. So that's just, I don't know. That maybe that's me not wanting to interact with the game on its own terms, but it's like Todd Howard said, I should play the game the way I want to play it. So maybe I'll keep going with the story and I'll I'll enjoy more than I think I am at the moment. But it's so far and just kind of like it's good, but it's not amazing. Is kind of where I'm at with it. What about you, John? Uh. I'm not as blown away as I thought I would be, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it from the standpoint of I'm the type of player who in Fallout 3 specifically, I spent a lot of time just kind of going through the entire map and scouring it and like looking for every nook and cranny, trying to find like all the cool like guns and and, uh, you know, like get the badass power armor and yada yada, just trying to have like. I, again, I was playing the game the way I wanted to play it back in the day with Fallout 3, and it, it was very much like I didn't follow the main narrative. And again, supposedly a very short narrative. If if you just follow the main story quest, like start to finish, it's very quick. I think that's pretty notorious of Bethesda too, um, because if I recall correctly, the Dragonborn like main quest line from Skyrim is also fairly short. Um, and I, I mean. It, this, the the beauty of these games is is getting roped into all of the side quests and all the other cool shit that goes on around you and and like when you're exploring a planet and randomly someone runs up to you and they're like hey no stay away from that outpost that's my outpost I claimed it here first blah 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 which happened to me at one point like I ran into somebody on another planet who had cl- claimed an area that I was about to walk into and investigate because I just saw it pop up on my scanner um you know those those seemingly random you know encounters like are something that make the game feel more lived in and cool and i like that um i do really like the gunplay in this i think it feels really good uh i like i like the guns that i have i have a couple i have like a i can't remember the names of them i think it's like a grendel or something like that or in a marauder are two guns that i like um I've got one of the badass like double barrel shotguns that has an extended mag too that i'm a fan of uh, I ran into some cloaked xenomorphs that like were basically like the death claws of this game I'm assuming um, <laughs> and they're fucking terrifying because you couldn't see them and they Sounds just keep terrifying. attacking you yeah. and they make really scary noises and when they like roar at you it startles your character and it makes the screen shake and you kind of lose control of the character for a moment like mm. I thought that was really cool to encounter that um I, but I'm. I guess like, I'm. I'm being affected. What sucks is I'm being affected by everybody else's negativity on this game, and it's making me feel down about it. And I don't want to be because I actually do enjoy playing it, and I've been thinking about it a lot when I'm not playing it. Um, if I have any legitimate gripes, which I don't really think I do, it's like I guess the menu system is clunky because you have when you go into the map to like go figure out where you're going, and then you try to get out of it. It's like you have to keep tapping the back button to like the, yeah. to keep popping out of it or you can just hold it down but how often you remember to just hold the button down you have to kind of condition yourself to do that that's a little bit annoying 
Uh, I wish the spacesuits were cooler looking, which is totally stupid. Like, I know there's like a recon suit or something you can get later on that's pretty badass looking, but like, I just kind of, this is supposed to be the future and they just look like NASA astronauts. Like, that's not really all that cool. Like, the NASA (laughs) astronaut suits are not cool looking. Sorry, NASA. Like, step your game up. You know, higher higher fleet pirate ones look pretty good yeah some of those are cool but they're all weak is garbage they're just garbage like i can't i haven't found any that are like good to wear yet I'm, I'm literally wearing armor that is completely common level like gray level armor that has like no fancy perks or anything on it it just has That's like higher weird. stats so like people can't do more damage to me right yeah, now like i don't think i've switched you, my armor once you've found better armor than that though right like for stats and whatnot yeah, I've, I mean, I found better stat armor, but I haven't found anything with with better stat armor and cool perks. Like, I, I'm still like all yeah. the perk stuff that I found early on is too weak now for what I'm doing. You know, because I'm like level 19 or something like that. So I, I do. So far, I do feel like that's like their way of balancing things. Because I have had, I found like a spacesuit that had four unique perks on it, which was ridiculous, but. It's worth next to nothing compared to my, like, white quality suit that blocks a ton of damage that I found on some random planet somewhere that I'll never find again. Like, I just, I don't (laughs) get that. Like, am I supposed, like, I guess maybe it's to create your own adventure, right? So I'm supposed to craft my own armor that's more badass than anything else you can find in the game, right? I mean, it's ultimately what you can do with all the guns, too. But I'm still trying to figure out, like... Crafting oh. and modding, like, is is that's one of the ways to incentivize it is putting the good stuff behind that. Like, I'm sure there's cool uniques out there somewhere, but you know, in terms of what would be the, and it all depends on your play style as well. So, right. I don't know. But. Yeah, I, I I definitely have wanted to modify my weapons and stuff, and I feel like. That's kind of clunky, too, because there's just so many resources you need to collect to do anything to yeah, your weapons. Like, I was just and then looking... you also have to research, yeah, but I right. don't, that's a little confusing to me. So I just, you know, I, I've put compensators on a couple guns, and that's, like, about all I can do. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I went to, like, increase the damage output on one of my guns and, like, put a suppressor on it, and it's like, oh, you need, like, titanium, but you have zero. And I'm like, where the fuck do I get titanium from? And you can't just, like, go to an outpost place and, like, buy it from somebody because, like, not everybody has resource materials that you need all the time. Yeah. Like, the you know, the resources stuck, need to... You're playing fucking Dope Wars through your... <laughs> yeah. Through no, your... it is. Starfield. But I, I like... uh. The ship combat feels pretty good. It feels a lot like No Man's Sky, honestly. Um, I like that the fuel and things aren't like finite. And I like, because that was one thing I always was annoyed with is there are a few times in playing No Man's Sky where I just got trapped on a planet because it didn't have the resource I needed to get a yeah, fucking to take boost. Off again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, that sucks. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to yeah, do? It feels a little bit like oh, whatever. Like, I remember looking at the fuel gauge and I'd be like, well, I guess that like maybe I just can't leap all the way to some of the places that yeah. I want to go because my ship's fuel is only so far. But I, I um, think that's their way of encouraging you to stop on random systems to explore because yeah. that's all you really have to do is you, instead of going like, point a to point b you have to go to a point in the middle 
and then it'll tell you you have enough fuel to go to the point you actually want to go to. Which, you know, bites them in the ass, in my opinion, because then I'm like, well, I'll go to the middle one, and then I hit the button to open my menu again, and then I hit X to go straight to where I wanted to go. (laughs) Because, like, why? what's the point of stopping? I'm in my ship, and by ship, I mean I'm in the menu. And, um, (laughs) like... Yeah, for for a game where I feel like you can spend a lot of time in the menus, whether it is looking at the massive skill tree or looking at all the shit in your inventory or uh, looking at your ship's inventory or looking at the maps, I don't really love the way that any of it is laid out. No. Um, the only menu you know, that looks the, good is the skill tree one. The charm of the Pip-Boy kind of worked because it's like hey look at this shitty computer on your arm and uh (laughs) they didn't quite figure out a way to make it like much more functional in this game and you know but it's fine it's fine enough but i just wish it's fine but yeah it could be better but i mean that's like it all ties into the idea that like they're probably relying pretty heavily on the modding community to just like do their thing which they already have been without even the like official modding support like in place modders are out there doing all kinds of crazy shit already which is cool like i would be curious to see if somebody is able to make some form of like you know like flight sim aspects thing where you do have to manage your fuel reserves and whatnot and you know modders are going to build these things into the game and then what they're just are they just going to get hired by bethesda to fix the game (laughs) like Yeah, I mean, they eventually put, like, survival mode into Fallout 4 or whatever, which was a lot more, and I'm sure there there will be some version of that that'll make it into this game, where it's like, what if they had a roguelike Starfield experience that was basically, or like a permadeath? (laughs) Yeah. something I want to play, but I'd love to hear about other people's experiences with it. Where you can actually run out of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um... Yeah, I mean, but again, that's that's what you have No Man's Sky for, right? Like, you play No Man's Sky to, like, do that stuff and to have to manage those systems. And, th- again, this Starfield is a very narrative-focused game, and I think they want you to, like, play the story. I, I still, I haven't, everybody, like, for, a, like, a while was, like, breeze through the story because it really opens up after New Game Plus, and that happened for, like, a couple of days, and then all of a sudden, all the other articles came up that were like, no, don't breeze through the story. Take your time and go through it nicely and don't don't ruin it for you. And it's I just mean, like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this game? Like, whatever the re- you want. The reception is the however point. you want. But the only thing that I like, the one thing that I'm kind of like, why would I bother dealing with outposts or any of this shit is that like basically all I've heard is that it makes much the game makes it much easier to acquire resources later in the story is all that I've heard in that regard. So it's kind of like, okay, well, why would I bother trying to like build an outpost if I need to like fucking chip one ingot of iron out of a block every five minutes or something like that when I'm, you know, maybe later on I'll just be harnessing asteroids in space to mine them for their metals or something. Who knows? I don't know how it works. Right. Um, you can mine asteroids, from what I understand. So that's probably it. But yeah, or you know, you probably do it in a menu. You know, you walk up to your asteroid mining computer, and then you're like, "Hey, mine." I think this you just asteroid. blow them up, and then you okay. pick up the contents. But whatever. That, okay, that's kind of all right. That works, I guess. But my my speaking of blowing things up in space, the ship combat. I want to go back to that. 
for a minute. Like, um, I do think it feels pretty okay. Like, it, probably better than expected, to be honest. However, I don't feel like... Maybe I'm just missing a part of the gameplay, but unlike most space combat games I've played, I feel like there's just no way to evade missiles. It's like... Mm. When something has missile lock on you, it's just like, well, I guess they have missile lock on me. Yeah. They're going to hit me, and then I'm going to have to repair my ship in the middle of space. I don't know if boosting maybe gets you... I tried. It kind of... tried shooting the missiles? (laughs) For I have to find them. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I I feel like that's the sort of thing, because, like, you... You don't really think about it in Fallout, but when somebody chucks a grenade, if you catch it early enough, you can shoot it in the middle of the air and blow it up. Like With I, I space bet. games, I'm, mo- I'm used to either being able to do like evasive maneuvers, like uh, barrel rolls or something in order to, yeah, I mean, they're not to throw the off the tracking ships for sure. or cut the speed and, and turn around the other direction, or... I bet there's Use countermeasures. Sort of, like I bet, like I bet in the shipbuilding, there's probably like a chaff or decoy probably, situation. Would be hopefully. my guess. I'm just wondering because uh, that's like been my biggest hurdle. Is like if I encounter a few ships at a time, it's like there's always one that has missile lock on me. Well, you while can, I'm trying to deal with the others. I just do wish what they I did. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're you're responding to Brian. I just had I, another gripe I wanted to talk about. I was just going to say, you can do what I do, and that is die during the random space battle encounter, and then when you jump back to that system, they're not there because it was random. Oh. That's what I usually do. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm that's pretty effective. sure I found another solution die today, scummy. too. I died like three or four times, and then mysteriously all the ships were much lower level than me instead of like ten levels higher than me. Ah. Uh. Yeah, uh, the, the, DM, the DM took mercy on you in I think so. Baldur's I Field. I think it's a thing. Yeah, you Baldur's didn't, Field 2. You, you didn't uncheck the karmic dice in this game, so it kind of could tell yeah. that you're having a hard time. No, what I was going to say is in the, sh- in, the, in the ship combat, the thing that bugs me is when I'm blowing up ships, it doesn't like tag them for me to find them after I've killed all of them. You know, how am I supposed to loot these ships if I don't know where really? the fuck they went? There's, there's I, I have arrow, not there's had like that carrot- issue. There's carrot yeah. arrows that point on your but, like. But the thing is, thing. so like I ran into like, I don't know if it was Crimson Fleet or who I was probably Crimson Fleet. Like three or four ships like were My attacking homies. me. Yeah, homie <laughs> ships, and so I have to fight them off, right? And you, it's you can kind of fight multiple ships at once depending on your situation. If you can get them all in camera like at the same time, but in all reality, you're focusing on one at a time because it's easier that way, and then. Like, by the time you kill one, you go back and you loop around to go and attack the others, and then you kill the other ones, and then you're just like, where is the stuff? Mm. And then it may there may be carrots and things around, like, pointing to it or whatever, but, like, there are a few instances where, like, I had flown so far away fighting one of the guys that I had no clue where any of the other ships were that I had blown up, and there weren't carrots because I was no longer within proximity of them. So That's a bummer. I've that never sounds, actually honestly, looted. Honestly, that sounds like a bug. I've never me, looted but... anything in space yet. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I also found the docking system to be difficult because it doesn't tell you like you have to click A first to acknowledge that you want to dock, and then you have to hit means. X to dock. 
Yeah, you do. It's it's like this. Mouse. The docking isn't as easy for you as it usually is. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I feel like yeah. this conversation isn't going the way Tom probably thought it would. I don't know. We're going to find out in a little bit here, at least probably very quickly here. But um, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I wanted to make like, some comparisons. I, what I would compare this most to actually is cyberpunk but not as much fun back in the day <laughs> like when it first came out and people were complaining about all the different things and uh yeah, I don't, but it I don't actually know. was a pretty I mean, decent game yeah but um, I, I i don't i i no i don't know i fall on a different part of that because i like i think cyberpunk was not that great of a game when it came out this one's fine well you know it was but, like the story and everything in Cyberpunk, I thought was pretty solid. And the characters, there were actually characters I did like interacting with. There were ones I didn't. But they, like, there were ones I could actually care for. I haven't found that yet in this game. Like, I don't really give a shit. Like, I don't bother. Most of the time when I play games that have dialogue, I explore every dialogue option. And I'm just kind of, like, breezing past that (laughs) in this game. And I'm like, they just seem very, like cardboard cutout one-dimensional like characters to me they're like window dressing which is yeah and and then there's a, there's a lot of window dressing like there is there was in cyberpunk like there's it it it's like they they went too much for scope and not enough for the, be- the beauty is only skin deep as yeah you're saying, for right? like and it's not even that great looking actually but <laughs> cyberpunk yeah, but was really good looking i mean th- th- that was kind of the main gripe of jason schreier on triple click was that it it just the story is it's so poorly written like he th- he thinks everything in the game is incredibly poorly written like all the dialogue trees and everything like he cites a couple examples where he actually like wrote down like the conversation he had with a character and he's just like this is just bad writing like (laughs) he's like this isn't what I expected from the game like this is disappointing and I mean I he only gave the game like maybe 8 to 10 hours and gave up on it and I'm just like I can't really take a lot of that seriously because like you're a journalist like give it a little more than that bro like you you probably played God of War Ragnarok for like three. Well, four. he's a, he's a he's a journalist. He's not necessarily a reviewer all the time. Like he doesn't, you know. I I think people can bounce off of games and it's okay, right? And if his like opinion was being written down in some sort of review format, I don't know if he wrote a review for Bloomberg or wherever he is. I I don't think so, but probably I mean, not. he has a podcast. Where he talks about video games, what in what is essentially a review, because it's him and two other people like critiquing the game, from like a like they're not giving it any kind of arbitrary like score of any sort, you know. But I but, think at the same time, like if you bounce off of a game, that's your experience with the game, right? That's happened to me. Sure. Like, I, yeah. There's plenty of games where I've been like, I don't like this game very much, but I think the thing is, is when somebody says they don't like a game very much, the game isn't inherently good or bad. You know, like Corey played yeah, the no, shit it's... out of that Gungrave PS2 game. Doesn't mean it was a good game. It also doesn't mean it was a bad game. It's a game that he really fucking loved, and right. that's all that really matters in video games to me. But what and about E.T.? E.T. is probably the closest we have to like a legitimately, objectively terrible game. But there's probably someone out there who's like, I played the shit out of E.T. when I was a kid. 
I I did that and I didn't go anywhere because I didn't know how to play the fucking game. Nobody knows. Anyway. Nobody it, nobody knows how to play. It didn't that make game. any sense. But there's probably some dude out there that's like, I fucking love ET because I'm the guy that loves the pest. You know, like there's loving something doesn't like you can't. Everybody loves things for different reasons, and you can't like. I think in today's world where like. I don't need, I don't sit down and read that many reviews of video games. What I know is that my opinions of games are kind of like amalgams of the people that I listen to on Giant Bomb and Waypoint. Like, I kind of know where I fall in the spectrum of the people that I listen to. And so when somebody likes something for some reason, I can say, maybe I would like it for that. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. So that's what I kind of want to come that's that's what i think talking about a game on a podcast can really help convey rather than just like a i gave it an eight out of ten because it's a good game i don't really care about any of that so just because jason schreier bounced off it doesn't mean it's a bad video game right yeah no he's just and like my arch nemesis and I no i know him, so I, well i think that's the thing is that your opinion is cal you, your taste in video games is maybe diametrically opposed to Jason Schreier, whereas it is very if he different. doesn't if he doesn't give a shit about something, then you might actually care about it, and that's okay because there's like the greatest thing about right now is that there's so many different t- kinds of video games being made for all kinds of people. Hopefully, you can find something that you like, and um, you know, there's my soapbox for today, I guess. But I think uh, I I want to I want to finish Starfield the main story of Starfield before we get to game of year considerations, because like maybe there's some late act shit that really pulls it out for me. And I'm like, man, that was really sick. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's my hope. I also want to finish Zelda, but that's looking less and less likely as time goes on. Right. So, yeah. No, I, I want to play it more. I, I mean, I want to play Baldur's Gate three some more too, and I want to play Armored Core six some more. And Phantom mm-hmm. Liberty comes out like this week or next <laughs> yeah. week or whatever. Yeah. So it's just like, ugh. yeah, I want to play that too. I, my my prediction is there are too many large RPGs to play this year, and I will finish none of them by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, like I'll play probably eighty percent of Baldur's Gate and ten percent of everything else. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, live. Starfield's one of those games that'll just always be there for me. It's it's like, you know, Skyrim. You just go back to it once in a while. It's fine. I mean, this thing, yeah. I didn't, like, go back to Skyrim every once in a while. It's like I put 250 hours into Skyrim, and then, like, something else came out that took over some time. And then when I restarted Skyrim, because <laughs> I had to start a new character after putting 250 hours <laughs> in because I couldn't remember what the fuck I was doing... Uh, you know, then I put another 50, 60 hours into it and then another game comes out and I'm like, oh, I better go play something else. And then I go back to Skyrim after that and start another new character. Like, I don't want to keep doing that with Starfield necessarily, but I, uh, I, which I don't think I will. I think this, I think Starfield's going to offer me a little more like ability to pick up and put down for some reason. Like it just feels that way. I think because like you, you are constantly planet hopping and like there is like, it's like every new planet is is a slightly new refresh on like what you're doing or should be doing or whatever. Um but I I mean I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I like it. I like the exploration of it. I like 
Like I just, uh, I found some abandoned robotics factory that, you know, I was in the middle of exploring before I had to stop playing this last time. And I was really having a good time going through that and uh, hacking the computers and making the robots kill all the Crimson Fleet and all the other pirates or whatever were in there. That was fun. I dug that. Yeah. Also, I do really like the uh, the new lockpicking uh, minigame. It's fun. I like it um, too. I wish the digipicks that you use to lockpick were more readily available Plentiful. because somehow I ran out. So yeah. because I, I feel the need to lockpick everything, everything I can. You can. Yeah. I, I purposefully, do you do this too where if you find the key to a place, you don't pick it up because you're like, I want to pick that lock. I usually I usually find the key after I've already picked the lock, and I'm like, okay. "Well, fuck! I wasted a lock pick on that shit." <laughs> no, I'm always like, I, even, even if I come across a key, even if I accidentally pick one up, I'm kind of like, "Fuck! I shouldn't have picked that up." But yeah, sometimes had- I'll find it laying around somewhere, and I'm like, "I'm gonna not pick that up because I'm gonna pick that expert lock." Yeah, because I love lock picking. I, I do. Uh, I do also think that the leveling is a little bit slow. I think it should ramp up a little faster, but I think mm. that's because they're they're. Um, they're trying to get you to new game plus it and just keep going most likely that makes um, sense yeah i've heard i've heard that the new game plus that there's interesting reasons as to why you would want to new bl- new game plus but i don't know what i, I mean. don't even understand why what that's yeah. dumb I don't it's, know. I've it's, never, I've never played more than some, one playthrough of a bethesda game ever i don't probably plan on restarting fucking, ever it's probably some fucking crazy ass interstellar time loop bullshit where you just you get sucked back to the beginning, but you're the same person you were before. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. You get yeah, to be Matthew but- McConaughey and they go, they go, you know, and, and you get to cry those fancy tears that he cries. Okay. I don't want to read the video interactions I already had because they weren't amazing. So. Just kill. Then your second playthrough, New Game Plus, you just murder everybody. Just kill you're just, yeah, murder, like space murderer. That's why I did with Outer Worlds. I I will say, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm a little bit, I think what I've realized, and I think I've maybe come to this realization before, is that I think I'm just at a different point in my life where I wish I could be the person that is like, I'm going to 100% survey every planet that I touch, and then I'm going to find all the landmarks on this planet and see what's going on here, and then I'll go to the next planet. Let's, I would love to play this game like that, but I, my lifestyle no longer allows the, me the to do The thing is, that. is like surveying the planets is easier than you think it is because somebody online figured out that the the animals on the planets actually follow like predator, prey, scavenger style like lifestyles. So like you have predators and you have prey. And then when one of them, when the predator kills the prey and leaves the carcass, the scavengers come out and they follow the dead bodies. Mm. And like you have to kind of yeah. be into that ecology biology that's, shit uh, that's which that's is super cool, cool you yeah. know and and then like a lot of people were like oh there are other animals and other plants and things that are underwater i didn't realize they put those things like underwater I like haven't even seen water on the planet i don't think i ran yeah. into some but i was afraid to go into the water because i was like what if it just kills me because it's like poisonous water or acidic or something like i don't yeah, know it like, probably is that's a bath of acid on the yeah planet, so, so i just, it just like i was like oh i'm not gonna go in that water it looks pretty green and murky and dangerous so we're just gonna skip that you know <laughs> But yeah, I and, well, I liked. I I also ran into like it was like some random pirates that were like trying to kill some robots that were like guarding a base or something, and like that was like those random encounters again are super fun. Part of the exploration, really enjoy that. Like I don't know, I this this game, I do like I see 
the way I see the next couple of weeks going is I'm going to play this until Phantom Liberty comes out. And then I'm going to probably have to start over Cyberpunk from the beginning with a new character because a lot of people are saying you should do that. You should do that now. Yeah, the, I don't. The update just came out, didn't it? Or it did. Soon? It's, yeah, I think it comes out this week. Um, but I don't know if I want to do that right now uh, just because I want to keep playing Starfield for a little bit. And then I'm going to play the shit out of Phantom Liberty and then I'm going to come back to Starfield and then I'm going to go, you know, at some point I'm going to go back to playing Baldur's Gate. Like, I just see a lot of, like, flip-flopping until the end of the year and uh, it's going to be it's well, gonna be pretty crazy. As long as you're having a good time doing it. that's I guess so, really yeah. Uh, Jason K and our uh, Discord said, I like Starfield. I've only gotten to play it for an hour or so. I did one one of the character builds that gives you persuasion and then talked my way out of the fight with the pirate leader guy. Uh, then I walked around and bumped all the explosive canisters that surrounded him and two goons with them and blew them up. I'm playing on the hardest difficulty and he just died instantly, What I thought, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> he was probably supposed to be hard to kill. I don't know, but I thought it was hilarious that they all just stood there while I surrounded them with explosives, then blew them all up And I, after I talked them down. That sounds pretty good. Yep. Um, so, let's see what Tom's email says. Subject line, Starfield review prediction. And he says in the body of the email, what I think the Starfield review will be. John, for five minutes. It's the best game of all time this year. I'll never stop playing it. I'm still customizing my character. (laughs) (laughs) John, for the next 45 minutes, people need to shut up that they don't like it. Jason Shrek was mean to it, and I hate him. I haven't experienced any bugs. People just need to shut up and go to a basement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck (laughs) <laughs> Next he says Alex it's okay for other people to have opinions <laughs> Next Brian I didn't play it <laughs> Tom, you, Tom you broke Alex <laughs> You broke I've him. never felt more seen in my entire life right now <laughs> John, people are so dumb. Like, don't play it then, Alex. Well, I thought it was pretty good, but I don't have time to play it. (laughs) John, did you find the gun in the tutorial? (laughs) (laughs) Alex, I didn't get that far. (laughs) Brian, I played Fortnite and Gran Turismo. Yawn, burp. (laughs) I don't play Fortnite. John, as always, thanks again for listening. Go to the Patreon at KyleXY. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Tom. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, that was closer to our actual discussion than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. <laughs> Jason oh, Shrek. A- <laughs> that's how you know Tom is a true, true fan. He knows us so well. Which is I feel beautiful. like I should be upset about that, but I'm not. I mean, <laughs> no, it just means he he pays attention and he knows us, except for the fact that he said Brian played Fortnite. <laughs> Brian used to play Fortnite. I mean, yeah, when it was new. I've I have it installed because I want to see what it looks like since they switched engines, but I just haven't brought myself to do it. 
You don't want to know that. I also literally literally just have to play like one round and you don't even have to do anything else. Yeah, there you go. Just look around. It's fine. I'm too busy playing other things. Um, Oh, and I just want to know, like, if I had more time, I would have made a bumper that was the... Do you remember the Dr. Demento song, Star Trekkin? Yeah. He's not the... He didn't make it. He... Dr. Demento... Yeah. Platformed the song, Star Trekkin. Star Trekkin. Trekkin across across the universe. universe. Always going forward because we can't find reverse... Yep. <laughs> I was going to try and make a star field, star field and across the universe, but alas, I have no time. Yeah. But I did have time to play Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. The new Mortal Kombat game. I paid the dumb guy edition prices to play it five days early so I could talk about it today. Because uh, it officially comes out tomorrow for the people who aren't stupid enough to buy it at a higher price. <laughs> the the deluxe idiot edition. Yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the super dumb guy edition. Um, it's quite good. I don't know that it's matching the highs of eleven for me, but it looks very pretty. I'm enjoying the story, and I'm interested to see where the story goes. That's really kind of my initial thoughts of it. There's a uh, there's another single-player mode called Invasions that people have said is more like a board game. I have not checked it out yet, but I'm looking forward to playing it Interesting. in the future um, to see exactly what that's about. Um, but yeah, it's very pretty. If you have not played Mortal Kombat 11, you should. And then play this one. That's all I can really say. Well, because they, they're actually kind of tied together, aren't they? Yeah, they're calling it Mortal Kombat 1, but the DLC of Mortal Kombat 11 sets up this entire reboot. Right. Um, and I won't, I, I you know, I don't necessarily yeah, need don't, to spoil. Yeah, don't spoil it. That's fine. <clears throat> There's probably things that people have seen in the trailer for Mortal Kombat 1 that spoils it a little bit. Um, but... Uh, no, it's, it's very good. I don't, I mean, it's, it's a Mortal Kombat game. The interesting thing is they're doing like, there's cameo fighters now, so you can't really tag out like you may have previously in like some of the other games. I don't think that happened too frequently, but you can call in a character to do like one of their moves, basically. Like you can, if you have Scorpion as your cameo fighter, Scorpion can come in and throw a spear. And then you can build combos off of that, which is pretty right. cool and kind yeah. of a cool way to combine characters together. I heard they're doing, um, there's going to be more cameo fighters and playable characters. And I think what they're doing playable character wise is going to be like, I think they're bringing Peacemaker and Homelander from the boys and Omni Man from Invincible. So a bunch of like f- stars of non. DC comic heroes. Although I think the boys is now technically DC. Anyway, uh, they have some interesting characters coming for, for DLC. I think there's at least six that are currently planned to be released. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like it a lot so far, which is probably the least surprising thing. Tom probably could have predicted this one too. Um, I like the new Mortal Kombat game, and 
I'm excited to play more of it. I I will say I'm like 60% of the way through the story and I've only played like four hours. But that's perfect for me right now. That's just, I mean, that's a standard fighting game, right? Because yeah. like you're, it's a character based like story. Like each character you play as has their own little branch of the story that they're trying to tell or whatever. So if I get like eight to ten hours of story out of a Mortal Kombat game, I'm okay with that. And I will say, I feel like they really amped up the corniness of Johnny Cage in this one, and it's great. Yeah, doesn't he do um, a lot of, like, movie quotes and, like, shit like that? And then th- there's other crazy, like, movie references throughout the entire game that are, like, not necessarily tied to him specifically, but just, like, because, the you know, Ed Boon and and what's his name? Uh, who's the other guy? Well, John Tobias. Tobias. Yeah, uh, so uh, those yeah. those two dudes, were, weren't they, like, they're, like, big movie buffs in general. And so, yeah, like... Yeah, the, the genesis of the original Mortal Kombat game was they wanted to make a Bloodsport video game, which is also funny now because they made a Jean-Claude Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage. Yeah. And he came in and did the voice for that skin in particular. That's sweet. Yeah. So that's very cool, kind of full circle for them as well with Mortal Kombat 1. Um, but no, the in, in the story, when you meet Johnny Cage, he's literally filming like an Indiana Jones or Uncharted movie. And he's in like a brown <laughs> leather jacket with a brown hat, brown leather hat. And it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's very good. Very Johnny Cage. Nice. Uh, and, and very, very fun. And the one thing that I will say that's interesting, Mortal Kombat 9 kind of went back and retold the story of 1, 2, and 3. And this one seems like it might kind of be retelling the story of Deadly Alliance, which is the first ps2 era mortal Kombat game um and and i i think if that's where we're going with this i think that's kind of a really cool like they didn't do like a full reboot but they kind of rebooted i don't know it's just they're the way that they're able to kind of reference their own history now and just make cool stories off of that is kind of like mind-blowing to me that they can keep kind of recycling and remixing these elements that you know and sometimes throwing in new characters or different circumstances for different people. I think that's really fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what else they kind of flip on its head for this one. So Mortal Kombat one out tomorrow as we record this. Sweet. For normal, non idiot people. Right on. Like myself. All right. Well, I think that's it this time. Yes. So, you know, you can <laughs> find all the places you can listen to the show at midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to Jason K. Tom Z, David O, Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is to get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early. I don't know if you guys have anything fun to talk about for Side Quests other than like Brian and I went and saw Sleep Token unexpectedly. So we could talk about that. Uh, as always, do appreciate your feedback, which you can listen, you can send, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite pod- podcatcher. Uh, podcatcher. <laughs> I don't if know why you want to like be that. Tom and just predict our 
chat GPT our own podcast for us. We would appreciate it. <laughs> Just give that us would, a script to read. Yeah, that would be It'd funny. Be great. Uh, yeah, Kyle XY, go play a video game or something, <laughs> right? Yep. I don't know. Next time, uh, probably talk about cyberpunk. I'm assuming. I'm not really sure, but yeah, it's only we'll thirty see. bucks. I'll probably grab it. Yeah, I'll probably pick it up on PS PS5. I think. So, anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.